Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. It's August 26, 2019. I'm Esther Lin, and this is an MMA News Show. Let's start with a recap of the major face punching that happened this past weekend. Bellator had a strong night in Bridgeport, Connecticut, with 14 finishes on a 14 fight card. In a rematch from Bellator 215 that was spoiled by a low blow, Sergei Hartanov defeated Matt Mitrion by second-round TKO in the main event of Bellator 225 on Saturday. But the story coming out of the fight was Meathead's mouthpiece issue. The equipment fell out of his mouth four times in total, and after the third delay, referee Dan Mergliotta warned Mitrion that one more time would result in a point deduction. Sure enough, it fell again, but the consequences for Mitrion were much worse than a lost point. Mitrion looked distracted, and in that moment, he ate a vicious uppercut and knee from Heratonov. Mergliotta waves the fight off at 124 of the second round. Mitrion tweeted later, Me losing was not because of my mouthpiece. It was because of my response to the situation. I always use the same one and lost it Thursday before fight week. Had an impression done at a West Lafayette dentist. It was shipped to hotel. First time I ever wore it was tonight. In the co-main event, a late shuffling of the card saw Vitaly Minikov facing replacement Timothy Johnson. The former Bellator heavyweight champion bounced back from his first-ever loss with a violent KO of Johnson in the first. In other notable results, Colombia's Alejandro Lara snapped a two-fight losing streak by defeating Taylor Turner via ground-and-pound in round one. After a tribute walkout to MMA legend Genki Sudo by self-proclaimed savage hippie David Rickles, it was 25-year-old welterweight Yaroslav Amosov who put on a show in the cage, submitting Rickles with a Darce choke to improve to 22-0 as a pro. Top heavyweight prospect Tyrell Fortune also stayed undefeated, submitting previously unbeaten Rudy Shafra, and Nick Newell made a successful Bellator debut by submitting hype killer Corey Browning in round one with an arm triangle. And there was even more to talk about from a wildly violent night of fights. Chris Dissanel came back from an early adversity to defeat 22-year-old bantamweight prospect Mike Kimball by TKO, handing Kimball his second pro loss. 
Ricky Bandejas ended a two-fight skid with a counter-right hook knockout win over Ahmed Kayretli. And 18-year-old Aviv Ghazali submitted Edward Muravitsky by heel hook and get this, 11 seconds. Actually, just watch the whole fight now. Comes out quickly. Imanari rolls into that leg. He gets a hold of it. Needs to set his legs in position. Now he has it. Starting to put pressure on that. Beautiful heel hook. That has got- Not only was this the fastest submission in Bellator history, but according to Topology.com, this was the fastest leg lock submission ever in a major MMA promotion. Our Mike Geppetto was at the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport and called it a, quote, bonkers evening. Breaking it down into 14 fights, 14 finishes, seven knockouts and seven submissions, nine first round stoppages, three second round stoppages, two third round stoppages, and four fights that lasted less than two minutes and the fastest submission in Bellator history. The last major card with all finishes was in 2014 at a UFC Fight Night event highlighted by the first Rockhold versus Bisping bout, and it went 11 for 11 in stoppages. To read Chapetta's full column and full results from what was a historical night for Bellator, make sure to visit MMAfighting.com. At Combate 42 in Lake Tahoe, Nevada on Friday, Gustavo Lopez logged his first successful defense of his bantamweight title with a first-round knockout of Jory Ruquet. And Bruno Canetti upset Andres Quintana in a five-round unanimous decision win to avenge a loss from last December and capture the vacant featherweight championship. And now, let's go to Alex Cayley for some fun fights coming up this week. First, the usual disclaimer, all times here, Eastern Time. On Tuesday, UFC Fight Pass, 8 p.m., the Contender Series Season 3 finale, headlined by a middleweight bout between Serbia's Dusko Todorovic and Canada's Teddy Ash. Now, that should be a good one, but I'm most excited to see Legacy Fighting Alliance middleweight Kylan Hill. This guy's just 24 years old. He exploded onto the scene last year with three ridiculous first-round knockouts, and if he can get another big finish on Tuesday, he is a shoe-in to get a contract from Dana White. Now, to talk about what you all need to know, how do I watch UFC Shenzhen this weekend? For you East Coasters, it's simple. Just stay up until or wake up at 3 in the morning, log into ESPN Plus, and you're good to go. Main card, 6 a.m. It's kind of a shame that this card is on at such an odd time for us North Americaners because the main event, strawweight champion Jessica Andrade's first title defense against Wei Li Zhang, it could be a competitive one. Andrade is an absolutely incredible fight finisher, but she does get some criticism from people who think maybe she's just getting by on her physical gifts as opposed to her skills. Meanwhile, Wei Li Zhang is on an absolute tear. She's won 19 straight fights, 3-0 in the UFC, but she isn't exactly a household name. In fact, there's probably a lot of fight fans who don't even know that she's getting that world title opportunity this Saturday. Well, I just told you, so no excuses. Also flying under the radar for way too long is welterweight Elizu Zaleski. The 32-year-old Brazilian is 7-0 in the UFC since dropping his debut. He's finished his last three opponents. If he gets past the leech Li Jingliang this Saturday, there's no denying Zaleski a top 10 opponent. And you don't want to miss the debut of former Invicta and deep standout Mizuki Inui, or uh, just Mizuki if you're nasty. Uh, she's just 25 years old, but she brings a wealth of high-level experience to the octagon. She's moving up to 125 pounds to fight Yanan Wu because this was a short-notice booking after Wu's original opponent, Luana Carolina, had to bow out with an injury. And don't forget, Brave CF25 later that day at 5 p.m. on Fight TV pay-per-view for about $15. Uh, 
Luan Santiago defends his lightweight title against Clayton Silva, and there's several former UFC names on there as well, including uh, Mateus Nicolau, Mehdi Baghdad, and Leonardo Mafra, plus former Bellator fighter Jamil Chan. Now, if you don't know Chan's story, he is a fighter who is living with autism, and he's a great role model for those out there living with autism or people who know someone who is. So that's really all you need to know for this week's fun f***ing fights. Thanks, Alex. This past week, the former UFC featherweight and lightweight champion Conor McGregor broke his silence in an hour-long interview with Errol Hawani on ESPN. McGregor addressed and apologized for the incident in April where Notorious was caught on video hitting an older patron at a bar. McGregor also discussed chasing a rematch with Habib Nurmagomedov, attributing his first loss to a broken foot. He also elaborated on how he had broken his hand, sparring in May, and his desire to return to the cage before the end of the year. And on the three-year anniversary of McGregor Diaz 2, Conor McGregor posted this. Three years to the day myself and this Mexican warrior went to war. Congrats on the win this weekend, Nate. It was motivating to see it for my own comeback. I don't blame you not mentioning me for the trilogy bout post-fight. You know what I'm like when I get going. Vicious. I'll be prepared for it when we go again. If we go again. If not, respect always. A war for the ages, no talk, just real Our own Damon Martin spoke with top heavyweight and former title challenger Francis Ngannou about his casting in Fast and Furious 9, and he was quite excited. Ngannou said, yes, I'm very excited. Damon Martin also spoke with Francis Ngannou about Cormier versus Miocic 2 and the possibility of a third fight between DC and Stipe. My concern is not about Daniel Cormier having a trilogy. They can have a trilogy or a forgy or a fiveogy, whatever they want to. My concern is just about my turn, about my title fight. I can fight Stipe and then the fight after can be the trilogy. I don't have no problem with that. My only problem is me fighting for the title. I deserve it. Last week, Danny Segura went to American Top Team for a media day and spoke with Jorge Masvidal. Gamebird waxed on a variety of subjects from a potential fight with Nate Diaz, making other people famous, and even facing his teammate Colby Covington. On Nate Diaz, he said, I mean, not just for the not just for the point that we could both make money, because I think I'm as popular as I've ever been, and same with Nate, you know, so it just makes sense on the financial side. But on the side of being a fan, who doesn't want to see these two dogs get locked up in the cage and go? You know, which one's more dog at the end of the day? Let's find out. There's theories out there, right? There's a lot of back and forth talk. Let's just find out. Let's just find out who is the biggest dog in the division. Because that fight's going to tell you who the f***ing biggest dog in the division is, you know? So it's a no-brainer. I mean, we're not even me and Nate and you're going to have to do too much press conference because the fight speaks for itself, man. People are just going to want to see that. You're going to pay your hard-earned money to see that. So you got to compensate me for that. <laughs> Segura also interviewed UFC interim lightweight champion Dustin Poirier, Colby Covington, Shoeface, Antonio Carlos Jr., Edson Barboza, and more. You can watch all of these interviews at our YouTube channel or at MMAfighting.com. A slew of fights were announced this past week, with Demi Maya versus Ben Askren being set as the main event for UFC Fight Night Singapore on October 26th. Lando Venata versus Mark Diakese was added to UFC Copenhagen on September 28th. A few more bouts were added to the October 18th UFC on ESPN card in Boston, including Deron Wynn versus Darren Stewart and Meatball Molly McCann versus Diana Belbita. A date has also been set for the Rory McDonald versus Douglas Lima rematch. 
the Bellator Welterweight Grand Prix Final and Championship will be contested at the Mohegan Sun on October 26th. And another rematch will take place the night before between Frank Mir and Roy Nelson, who first met at UFC 130 in 2011. And finally, Alejandra Lara took her opportunity on stage at the weigh-ins on Friday to bring attention to the deforestation and raging wildfires in the Amazon. Our Mark Geppetta spoke with Lara about the protest after her victory, and she said, It's what I can do for my world. I felt it was an emergency for doing something. We are in danger, all of us. If we don't do something now, it's going to be too late. I just want everyone to know that every single little thing you can do in your everyday life counts. I try to do it every day. I try to reduce my impact in the world. I try to respect nature and respect animals. And I think that counts. And that's it. And that's it for us here at MMA Fighting. I'm Esther Lin, and this is an MMA News Show. See you next Monday. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.